the platform, 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 platform. Round two, fight. I can't hear you. Talk. <laughs> oh, wait, there we go. There we go. Okay, okay. So, are you... Right. I thought you were away. Oh, no, that was yesterday. So I thought you were away at a cabin with, with your girlfriend. No, I was. I just got back yesterday. Ah, right. OK. I saw the I saw the snow bleeding clips. It's so funny that you look like exactly the same on skates as you do on snow blades. Like the, the style is similar. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm, I've never been on those things before. So it was kind of it was fun to. Uh, that's what I tried doing, though, like. If you um, I don't know. I've never really gone. I've never gone skiing. I've only gone snow. I've I've, I've only gone snowboarding. But these things were kind of like, I'm guessing like skis. Okay. But like it, skis are really long, so like these were like rollerblades on snow. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they they look proper dangerous. I've I've just learned how to ski in the past couple of years, and what I've realized is skis are really forgiving. Like. Like stopping is like cess sliding on skis, but except you never slide out or stick. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to fall backwards on skis because you've got so much stability. Whereas I feel like on snow blades, <laughs> you just no, dude, you don't have any of those advantages. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're all over the place. There's a there's the part where I kick the snowman where I fucking almost wipe out onto my ass. But um oh, yeah, right. it, it was it was fun trying those things out. It was fun. Does does your partner ski or snowboard? Like, what was what was she doing? She we, she was just sledding. Right. Okay. We weren't we weren't getting too extreme. We just went up there for like a couple's. Like, my friend uh, just had a baby, so um, yeah, my friend Zathan and Beck just had a kid, Miro. Zathan Stewart. Zathan Stewart. Yeah, you know Zathan. That's so. Yeah, he doesn't skate anymore, though, right? He still skates. I just gave him a pair of my skates, right, but he doesn't right. like, he doesn't, you know, like he doesn't life, man. He's got, yeah. he's got a kid now, you know, uh, but he lives in Australia and with his wife or with his girlfriend and um, they're getting married this summer. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. We, we hung out up in big bear for a couple days and he's like one of my best friends. So I never really get to see him. And, uh, it was really nice. It was a, it was a nice weekend. That's weird. I was sure I remembered seeing an Instagram post from him like a couple of years ago, maybe even longer, saying that he was engaged or getting married or something. Or if I yeah, but COVID, this. COVID, COVID fucked that up. Right. Okay. Right. That's why right. he. That's why he happens to have a baby before the marriage. <laughs> but they wanted they wanted to do it the other way, I believe. But um. COVID messed all of that up. But it had other plans. I like it. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a blast. Yeah. The last thing I remember seeing him in was the, the Haitian video. And yeah, he had an amazing part in that. Yeah. He's a good skater, man. Yeah. It's like um, weird. Like, I hope that the industry gets to the point one day where, okay, like we can't even support our top pros. We cannot support our top pros. Our top pros can't just skate so like it would be great to one day like who knows what that kid could have been able to do you know with a little bit of support a little bit more support you know it is um, there's, or there's like a lot of there's a, yeah there's a lot of skaters i think back on there's during... a lot of skaters just like zathan that like yeah you know it's really funny a lot of people think like 
how maybe they're lucky or there might be some other things that play into being getting like status in rollerblading or any sport. I don't know about other sports. I only know about rollerblading, but like there might be some people that are like, you know, am their whole freaking life, you know, like there's no, but that's because there's nowhere to go. Like there's like, like, like pro the top, like you could be an am that's about to be pro. What is pro? First of all, that, that is true. Like, um, I think, well, especially in the nineties, it was like, oh, if you're getting paid, etc., because there weren't as weren't as many pro skates in like the mid nineties. It wasn't until we got to the end, but now it's like, what? Yeah, what does pro mean? Because most pro skaters still aren't making a living off skating. They might get a pro skate, but it doesn't mean that they don't also have to work a job. Like most people, most skaters who have pro skates have full time jobs. Yeah. So like the more we make this culture a culture and like we get to the point where we have like these people can can do that as a living but like but i totally but at the end of the day it's a toy okay so like you're an you're an entity that's um promoting a toy and there's skill levels to it there's um there's like uh there's also nowadays, especially nowadays with Instagram, if you have more followers than if you if you're not as good of a skater, but you have more followers than a really good skater, you might get more play or more action from a brand. You know, like there's all these things that it's really come down to, I guess, um, being a, a what is it? Everybody, everybody, you know, like TikTok and Insta famous like an you're influencer. Motivated. You're really just an influencer. Yeah. Like so really being a professional skater is a combination of being an influencer and uh, bringing the toy or whatever you're demonstrating, demonstrating to like a crazy, crazy level that not many people could do it, you know? So that's like, that's like what a pro does, I guess, demos toys like really well and Mm -hmm. is really good. Somebody who's really good on camera too, or like can, can talk to people who's, communicative and also polite um if if you're just a jerk all the time you know like nobody's gonna want to deal with you doesn't yeah. matter how good of a skater you are well like, yeah um, th- there's certain situations you know kanye west gets to fucking rant and rave around the i mean he's not a, he's not a sportsman but or like an athlete but like still like there's some situations where people get to shoot their mouth off and like still I mean, he got dropped by Adidas though. After yeah, he lost. He, he lost a lot of money as a result. He did of that. lose yeah. a lot of even. So yeah, hey, even Kanye West, even even people, you know, that are have crazy power and and stuff like yeah. Um, um, but there's also well, like to pick up on that. There's on two of the things you said. One, there's people who don't really engage with social media as much yet. It, that if anything actually is helping them it helps their brand as a skater because it maintains that mystery around them like skaters like Broscow and like sean darst you know someone you obviously know and um, skate with like sean sean kind of just keeps a low profile releases a clip once in a while and then just lets the skating do the talking and doesn't really voice any opinions or anything on social media. And Brosco is the same. And I feel like that maintains their mystique. And that is like a, a huge part of their like identity as skaters for 
people who don't know them. I so, agree. But then you get people who are all over it and are really trying the hardest to get followers. People like Damon Franklin, for example, who's got, I, I don't even know how many followers, he must have hundreds of thousands, but it's not going to get him a pro skate. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, um, like, it, 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 the thing with, with 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 people who strive to become pro for like a status thing or a pro boot like it's pretty obvious when somebody's doing it for the wrong reason too like um or um not saying anything about damon i i don't know about that situation what i mean is like uh, there's a lot of skaters though who it's almost like it just reeks off them that they want that pro boot or they want that thing. And like, that's why they're skating. It's almost like, like I like starting Mesmer. It's crazy. They're, they're like with Bill, like there's tons of messages now, like from random people, like, Hey, have you ever thought about me being on the pro team and me having a pro team <laughs> and me being up on that shit? Bet you didn't think about that. What about me? You know? And like, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like, Show me what you got, you know, like, uh, also buy the skates, put out some edits, promote the brand. Don't just be skating USDs or razors and give me a, a message saying, Hey, you ever think about putting me on the team and not even having our skates? Like, it's a weird, like I've, I've noticed that quite, there's so many kids like that. Yeah, me it doesn't, it doesn't just exist. In bleeding, yeah, but... and being like, Hey, check me out. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're right. Like when Sean and Broscout, like they know that they're smarter, older skaters that also grew up putting out sections, little things once or three, you know, three times a year, not, yeah. not 30 times a week, you know, like, so yeah. But then there's also like a difference. Broscout, professional skater, Sean Dars, professional skater, um, uh, Air Manatee, uh, Air, uh, Air Dolphin, you know, like influencers, mm. awesome i fucking love both those guys i love all the guys i'm talking about um but like i'm not gonna lie like I, I do see why some people are like or not some people i do i'm not gonna lie i do think that yes pro skaters push a lot of skates but so do these guys too like you don't have to be pro to push product i just was at the i was just at the the mountain on those ski the ski blade things and fucking like 20 people came up to me while I was making that stupid video and like and you know like like not like all at once but like you know yeah, random yeah. those things look fun what are those oh my god and I'm like dude you guys live up on the mountain you've never seen some idiot like me with these like <laughs> um but yeah I was just telling them you know they're kind of fun they are dangerous they are I've never gone skiing but yeah they they, they seem probably more dangerous than skis yeah um, it is, it isn't, I think that's the, the main, like, that's the main crux of this kind of argument right now. Like people, people are like, we're leaning too far towards this influencer culture because obviously influencers, people that you mentioned, like Air Manatee and Air Dolphin, they're reaching a much wider audience than other skaters you mentioned, like Broscow and Darst. But the thing is, is that going to sell rollerblades? Well, is what it's going to do, it, what it does is that it, it makes society it like if it, it's like trickles into society and culture and it makes it more acceptable when somebody okay there's this guy who shoots the middle finger off and he wears roller wreck blades and he's like wearing like a onesie and he like has a mustache and uh 
I think it's like Timberwolf. I don't know. Timber- oh, you're referring to a literal person. Okay. I thought you were just uh, right. No, this is a guy right, okay. on Instagram. He's doesn't, he's not, I don't think he's not an aggressive rollerblader. He's not a part of our culture. He's just a guy who thought it would be funny to start this character where he wears like a snowsuit onesie and he has a helmet on and a mustache and he, and he has rollerblades on, Right. but like, it's like people love him. And his whole thing is he like, takes his hand out of his pocket and gives you the finger. Like it's always like a different scheme, but at the end of it, it's always fuck you. Okay. And like, it's, it's hilarious. And the amount of followers that he has and all that stuff. And the fact that he has rollerblades on his feet, I think that like, just that, like, even though they're not aggressive, like rollerblading, like all of it wreck, like all the things we were talking about before we talked about this last week, uh, yeah. like slalom, uh, down all the, all the different versions that getting play gets everybody play. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that to work together as like, if there's, I might be getting off track here. Um, so we were mainly talking about yeah, like, basically uh, like do, like does it sell rollerblades? But then you kind of what you're suggesting is if it seeps into mainstream culture, then that can only be a good thing because we've got very little representation in mainstream culture. In fact, we've got pretty much no yeah. representation, which is why I think a lot of people are excited about the them and weekend collab because it was like this is a step towards more people seeing blading that wouldn't normally see it. Because of what? Because of comedy, because of things besides rollerblading. Like yeah. it's not just about being a good skater. Um uh when in that skit when Ashad, uh, I, I don't know, is like Ashad, Ashad where? Yeah. When he comes out and he like, you know, he's like a preppy kid and then he takes off the, the clothes and he's like a cool kid, puts on the glasses and smells the rose. That's fucking cool. Like that's, we want to get, I think a professional skater should be able to do that too. You know, like should be able to, you know, cause if rollerblading goes in that direction, that's what we're going to want. I mean, I think like, some I just watched uh, the Nine Club interview or thing and where they were talking about the weekend and them collab. Yeah. And uh I I loved it. I thought it was cool. I thought like uh, I, 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 I did, but yeah, as as someone who's watched Nine Club, I've watched oh, a God, lot I've of episodes. They are they're a bunch of, of hypocritical bullshit and bastards because the the main guy, Chris Roberts, he is slagged off blading countless times. And then as soon as no, but his, but but it's like but oh yeah, Brosco's awesome. He's like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, is it? Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, look at what that that whole I mean, yes, you're right. And there's no taking away that history, but at the same time, look at that episode. Like after all and they were even saying that they were saying that he was like i never in a million years would have ever thought that this is something that we would be and 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 the guy was like and the other guy was like and it's actually cool like they did it yeah cool like it was good and yeah. uh i agree and i think like i think that um so what i took to kind of like wrap it on full circle influencers and pro skaters it should mesh eventually into one. Like when you saw Broscow acting and Sean Darst acting and Parker acting in that new skit, they did great. Sean looked like he played. I thought he did great. Like Bros- Brosco just stood there and looked like Brosco. That's not acting. That's just Brosco being like he's he's just standing there looking aloof. That's what he does surprised. in everyday life. <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. Have you ever done a commercial? Have you ever been in front of cameras like that? And somebody says act normal act natural get the fuck out of here it's a lot harder than you think yeah and like yeah like yeah Broscow just sat there that's almost harder to do than fucking having a line or saying something 
Because then you yeah. have to go, you're, you're, you're micromanaging your little muscles on your face. No. Yeah, like, I'm sure in I'm his head he was like, shit, 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 shit. He's yeah, like, don't do exactly. something dumb. Don't do something dumb. <laughs> and like, and and I think I think that like, uh, just the fact that they didn't have lines was even like cooler. You know, there wasn't much talk. There wasn't any. No, none of them spoke. Yeah, not one rollerblader said anything. That's also cool. Like it's what you were saying before. It kind of goes with what Sean's and Brascow's thing is anyway. They don't really say much. They're just fucking awesome and they're there. Yeah. And like, that's kind of what that skit shows. It's like, these guys aren't saying anything. You walk past all the skateboarders, there's something being said or something happening. These guys are just not giving a fuck over by the bleachers. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. But like, what that's I'm quite funny to- how it like unwittingly channeled into that though, because it was like, that is what they're like in real life. What yeah. they're kind of mysterious people to like, to like people who don't know them, obviously. So yeah, yeah. But like, so 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 I think they're great, and like I think like it's we're getting to the point. Thank you, baby. Um, we're getting to the point where like, like I think like, bladers are starting to get like a little bit. Um, or they should be getting a little bit better in front of camera too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to talk. I'm not an actor, but I think that that sh- that stuff's great. Like skits things that are more fun like a lot of people are always like you know they talk about rollerblading history and stuff like uh like oh you remember how fun like you know the roadhouse crayola and rockers were and stuff like that um what about all the fun old skits people used to do when edwards yeah. used to dress up like a fitness like a like a fitness blader and like you know kind of talking crap about the whole fitness culture i guess at the time but like that stuff was funny i'm sorry yeah even if there was like some little hints of like we don't like this and we don't like that but nowadays we're pretty inclusive towards everything i think every like i don't think that there's much negativity or hate within our culture like um, definitely more so than in the early 2000s like between yeah 2000 2000 and 2010 even beyond that it rollerblading took itself set very seriously and, very seriously and we we were very quick to point out anything that threatened to make our culture or sport look bad even look if bad. it didn't necessarily make it look bad some people just deemed it to um yeah. yeah but um honestly it's like art art isn't good art until somebody high up says it's good so when weekend said it was good now all of these followers like nine club and everybody else they're just following down that trend of like oh yeah grant made a great video and he exposed something for being awesome that already was awesome and all these guys are just slowly but like surely eating their own words and literally those guys all talk shit on blading i've watched many episodes not many of the nine club but i've seen on previous things them jab at blading yeah and like and and all of them just eating their words saying how cool it was and how fun it was to watch and fuck yeah fuck yeah that's awesome yeah although at least thrasher stayed a little bit more consistent uh there's oh, i can't remember what his name is gary presents some tv show on there uh oh no no can't remember what it's called but he does like a weekly roundup of skateboarding news and he obviously mentioned the weekend thing and he's like right that's right we're we're giving rollerblades a pass but 
if they start making fucking scooters, I'm going to be pissed. And I was like, at least, at least you're like staying on, you're staying on script. You're, yeah, doing, you're like talking about Skateline or whatever. That's the one, Skateline, yeah, Skateline yeah, MPT, but- whatever it's called. He 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 makes the jab and then he brings in scooters, and I'm like, of course you're going to bring in scooters, and yeah. But it's like we need to stop. Not even we need to stop. Like, um, giving in to their community like do you think the nine club or skate line or any of those guys watch wheel scene or Ab- yeah or absolutely anything? not no they no. don't so it's like and if they did it's by a rant like it's just by uh that maybe one of us had mentioned them in this podcast and like you know maybe yeah. you put it in the title and they're like oh what the fuck are these guys saying maybe but at the end of the day bladers seem to migrate towards skateboarding and skateboard culture more than skateboarders migrate towards rollerblading and rollerblading culture um oh, this def- whole- definitely and we have historically yeah. as well yeah like, historically throughout. like yeah. yeah but um now i do think that you know more eyes are going to be shown on our sport from other sports i get i'm getting hit up left and right by all sorts of BMXers, skateboarders, scooters that want to just go session because they've seen that, you know, I'm, I'm accepting of all wheels and like, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait to go skate with all of them and do all that stuff. And, and, and it's like weird. Cause it's like, uh, that's how I grew up in my town. Like I grew up, everybody, you know, we all did everything. And, uh, some people were listening to our episode last week and they were really relating with me some people don't ha, didn't you know grow up with that going on yeah you know like, very secluded actually speaking of the nine club they were mentioning in that that's not how shit was in the 2000s for them you know like for them for me in the 2000s we me and my friends were all similar age did everything but like the older skateboarders yeah they probably and i remember too yeah i remember going to skate parks where they did not fuck with us it was like you guys stay over there yeah. we'll stay over here and then when we start migrating over there you guys start migrating over here we just you know kind of do it like that um but uh but now like now a lot of people are hitting me up a lot of people seem like they don't care about uh not knowing the tricks or the names you know when i skate with other people they they're it's so many questions and think about when you go out skating with your friend and he does a fish brain, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. That was sick. That's it. Yeah. You don't, if you don't rollerblade, there's so much more to talk about. Oh my God. Yo, how did you, what did you, so you're sliding on. Okay. And that, what is that? Okay. That's called top side. Weird. Okay. So I get it. You're top, (laughs) you know, like, but there's a lot more to talk about. Yeah. And that's how I am too. With scooters. Like when I seen my friend Devin do, specific tricks i'm like okay is that still a lip slide or is that still like and and he'll be like yeah like we adopt this trick from skateboarding and we adopt this trick from bmx and then this trick is just strictly scootering you know like so there's still so much for me to learn and i and i'm gonna get a scooter from devin he said he was gonna hook me up with one um but uh yeah, like it's just so fun to learn, I think. And like also I think it will get to a point, maybe not with like companies like Vans or anything, but I think it will get to a point where 
kind of like what Jordan Taylor is doing with Lucy. I think there will be teams of all sports in the future, like full on professional team, like two BMXers, two skateboarders, two rollerbladers, two, you know, like there will be in very inclusive companies in the future, I think, towards all routes. Um, at least I hope so. Um, there's, there's, there's definitely potential for it. Uh, I'm not as optimistic that that will transpire, at least well, maybe, I wanna, maybe, I think maybe not my, in my generation or, or your generation. But yeah, there's it's definitely why possible. Why do you think that? Why do you think J that? Just because I, I think... Mean, I what do you think Shredweiser was like? My no, own, right. Like, I don't. Like, I don't. Sorry. I don't mean. I think it's like important to clarify. Like when I think of that, I think of like as an, a major company. I'm not like thinking of on a grassroots level. Like oh know, yeah 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 yeah. That because you're right. I did bring up. I brought up Vans. Well, yeah. I did. That's what I'm saying. I don't know about major corporations like Vans doing that, but I would love to see that one day where Vans makes a makes a collab with them or something and like now now vans you know maybe like there's some there there now there's once a year there's a van skate made by like a collaboration with another brand or like whatever yeah. happens you know like well it's um, like with with the clark's collaboration like that would never have happened unless the person who worked for clark's was a rollerblader like no way would they have approached them and been like do you want to do a shoe so it, it, well, could, that, it could be as simple as someone literally getting a job as, you know, a marketing rep or something at one of these skate skate centric brands and being like, look at what's happening with this brand. Look at the, the, the movement and the, yeah, the well, hype that's, that's behind like, them. We need to partner up with them and it would do good for our image. And then, then it could work, but yeah, it's, it, it, well, could, that's already be, it could be as simple as that. Literally what you said has already happened. And that's yeah. what's led to these things. Like, for John, if he, if 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 Danny Beer didn't work for uh, Intuition, that's how that got started. Uh, yeah. When when it comes to uh, the Clark's thing, yeah, there's an inside guy who was you know used to rollerblade, who friends with John, an old skater. Um, I'm not sure his name. Oh, he's um, still his name's uh, Matthew Stewart. Weirdly, I used to I used to live with Matthew when I was. Oh at yeah, university. that was the, your friend in the flat, right? Yeah. yeah, the guy with the glasses who was filming on the phone with the the, yeah. the new thing. He, yeah, um, so he can. He, he, so he stopped because he broke his leg really badly, and it just wouldn't. It, yeah, it wasn't going to heal to the point where he could skate properly for a while. So yeah, he was off for a oh, few years, but he, he. I'm glad that he's still he, sticking. He, he skates, skates, yeah. Yeah. And, and his, his clips that I've seen of him recently are freaking awesome. If you have a brain, it shows you don't need to have like your leg doesn't need to be in the best condition. If you have a good brain, you can make a great line or a great skate trick or, you know, like, and yeah, it might fucking hurt, but you'll still get the clip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. And, but okay. So anyway, so what I was saying was, um, yeah, all those, all those things that happened, like with people behind the scenes that that rollerblade those are steps right definitely like those are steps um and those steps had to be made for like not like at, like and then kyle john knows kyle kyle used to rollerblade branded like the whole that whole collab um you know kyle also used to rollerblade now that there's been a couple steps with those behind the scenes people and the way that John meticulously started his company and did his, the way he's done it since then. And the way, like, 
it's a brand new company kind of still. And the way that they like did their thing, um, nothing but kudos to them. And it's amazing how he put those steps in place in order to now there's going to be people coming out of left wing because they're going to there's going to be people see not me and you know that there was a rollerblader behind the scenes. Not the whole world knows. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Like people are going to be like them did something with Clark's yeah. because uh, yeah. there's not little little Susie and Joseph from, you know, wherever do not know that. Yeah. So oh, definitely they're going to see the brand association and be like, whoa, they're doing big things. Or they're going to yeah. see Blading Cup and be like, this just took over an entire town. Like this guy's yeah. this guy means business. Yeah. But just like just like it's 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 a full circle and it's a full thing where like, you know, like they were also saying on that. I hate to keep bringing up that that episode of the nine club thing, but we're talking about the same thing. So like they said at the end of that, it isn't just a collab for no reason. It isn't out of nowhere. There's so many different angles of like just this should it just makes sense it makes sense you know whether it's all of us skating with these pro skaters on almost a regularly basis now and like just the communicated the communication between skate spots and like just yeah like went from having 30 spots to 300 skate spots you know like that's from the bmx crew the scooters uh crew scene the the skateboarding scene and yeah. we're all fighting for you know i guess it's we're all fighting to get that that clip first or like that spot first kind of thing but when it comes to different sports they don't see it that way they don't care if a rollerblader hot half cab top acided that that thing you know like yeah yeah i know they want, I, the, I know they mean, want yeah. the same visual in their section uh you know, because they need that visual, they need that spot, they need something like that, because they have too many hubbas or too many down rails or whatever. So it's like, uh, it's, I think it will get to a point where it's like, maybe vans or, or you know, whatever, I, I don't know why I keep saying them, but like bigger companies, or yeah. whatever, um, they might want to make a skate just because of what they're seeing, you know, like, there's a fucking clark's wait did they do the the you know how them made the skateboard or they made the weekend them and then they made the 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 them weekend skate mm -hmm. did they do that with clark's did they make a blue skate too that was a clark they, skate they made they made the blue skate that was the 909 that was yeah that had like the clark's labels on it and then they made the two clark shoes that had them it had like a them logo on it and one of them had yeah so the, clark's are clark's are subtle shoes anyway kind of yeah so there's not going to be graphics and stuff all over with, with a Clark's like thing. So that's why they have just the tag with the official Clark's tag thing on it. It's cool. Um, but like, I think there's going to be, yeah, there's going to be definitely maybe people trying to do that more of that in the future. And yeah, like, uh, like you said, we've already got that kind of collaboration going on between the sports. Like you said, exchanging spots, that's that's a massive thing up here. Like all the BMXers and all the rollerbladers basically skate the same terrain. Like the, the skateboarders tend to skate flat ground stuff and ledges, whereas all the BMXers want to hit up rails and gaps. So they're always posting their clips and I'll be like, oh, where is that? And then in return, they'll see stuff on wheel scene or whatever, like one of the guys and be like, that like where's that that looks like it's in our city and you're like it is like it's like and you'll give them the street and so it, it is already happening it's just how can you take it to the next step of it actually being like 
out there and official, like making videos together or do, doing events together, or yeah, like you said, like it would be, it would be events, it would be events and promotion. So like events, promotion, and um, yeah, just those two things I think would be the future of it too, where it's like the Clark's shoe that's being sold in a store. There's maybe like a rollerblade, you know, like maybe like Sean or Greg pressed uh, Greg, like putting on, um, you know, he has one shoe on and one skate on and he's buckling up. And like, that's like the, like the ad outside of the store. You know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. like a billboard type shit. Yeah. I think like uh, once it starts, it'll, I think it will like the more collabs like that between like Clark's like shoe company Clark's and, and them and things like that. We'll be able to not maybe sell the skates in a shoe store, but at least have the ad where it's like you could buy these shoes here and there's a rollerblader being the uh, model, like a yeah. really good rollerblader, a friend of all of ours that, you know, that's the next step. And then also being in being a also like commercials and stuff like that, that also go, is included with that, what I think. Um, and then like also the events. So events like obviously leading up to Olympics, being included in all of those kind of things too. And yes, there's always going to be Blade Cup. There's always going to be Thrasher event. There's also always going to be these things that are dominant for that one culture. But um, I think that, you know, even the, even those things like me, Parker and, and, you know, Dom Bruce, we, we just went and skated the the hell bomb i saw that yeah i saw some clips of that yeah what 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 is that like like being there like because obviously yes it is is hugely skateboarder centric it's quite an intense event it's downhill it's really fucking dangerous it's amazing they're like like, oh my god i feel like it's just as dangerous for people in the crowd as it is for the skaters because if you're standing next to the landing and someone wipes out you're getting a skateboard right off the shin potentially off the face or you're getting like if a fif- you're a 15 stone guy crashing into you at full speeds, <laughs> if you're there, you know what you're getting into. And yeah. if you're walking by, you're probably, if you're walking by and you don't know what's going on, you're probably on the outskirts of it, looking yeah. in and going, what the fuck is going on? Flames are shooting out. They're adding more freaking pipes. Kids are flying. Literally all ages of people are flying and eating shit. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's insane. It's wild. Um, so what, what was that like? Isn't it? What was your experience like of being there? Like as a skater, like, was there a big group of you? Like, how did you the first the, last year was better for me. I, I had just moved to Long Beach last year. Um, so I, I went to two, but last year I didn't have a broken hand. So I like five would over my friend, uh, Wolfgang who owns 86 mag and like, uh, like just all my friends who skateboard were there. So it was a little bit more low key than this past year. This past year was wild. They upped it up. Last year they only had like a launch ramp, and like they were, we were launched. They were, everybody was skating like uh, off this loading dock over a grass cap. And then this year they were just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go all the way in." And my friend Austin Lilu and uh, his buddy Kyle, they yeah, like organized. Austin's filmed a bunch of Anthony Marchion sections in the past. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing, dude. He's a great skateboarder, great filmer. He films all sorts of great athletes um but he threw that i think this year austin did and um i think they threw it last year too but like this year they were just like fuck it we're going more and more ham they're getting more control over it last year they didn't have the road blocked off but since it was so crazy i think this year they actually had the cops block off the road 
And it was just insane. Kids were drinking. The cops were right there and everybody's drinking, like, you know, like a normal. That's why I wondered if it was like a, a legal street event where they all just like show up. Like, we're, it was like, illegal we're meeting here year. at this time. Uh, let's try and get away with this. But then I was it like, was there's illegal. so many people, they can't possibly get away with that if it's illegal. Right. Okay. It was illegal last year. And I think they know the cold. I think Long Beach has caught on to the skateboard culture. They don't give a fuck. So they probably worked with them and were like, hey, listen, we know you're going to just fucking do this again. Let's make this a little safe, you know? Right. Let's block off the road. Let's get some cops. You know, let's organize this a little bit. I think that's what they did. But they were like, oh, let's make this safe. Fuck that. We're going to make this even since you guys are giving us that we're going to go even more. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was sick, dude. Bam Margero was in the back of a truck like he was like some godfather, like signing autographs and shit. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, but oh, it actually, was, I saw uh, that because I saw a picture. Of, was it? I'm sure I saw a picture of Dom with Bam um, Margera. Dom with Bam, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so these events they definitely inspired me and Bill. Me and Bill were like, wow, like this is like because Bill throws events, Bill throws the invitation. So that's what it kind of reminded me of the old Billy Invitationals under when they were under like the bridge uh, under a bridge in Brook in uh New York somewhere. Williamsburg where there was broken cars like just shy of flames there weren't I don't think anybody was doing any pyro works back then but but like we we had almost an event like that very street at least even though it was still ramps and uh I think I think for if there was anything I have to say about going to that um going to that event was definitely it was inspiring to kind of like have more fun I guess at competitions like I love how John had the uh the hockey like uh at Blade Cup he had a whole little hockey rink okay where kids were playing hockey just other things but Blade Cup is pretty wholesome right, right. yeah like, I don't think there's gonna be you know a guy screaming at everybody calling them effing a-holes and like blowing flames up and stuff like the guy the guy who was announcing too at the at the hell bomb was just relentless, like just making fun of everything, everybody, and like just having fun, I guess. Um, it's going to be, it's uh, our sports, not really like there's a lot of guys like that in our sport, but I don't see like, unless somebody, unless that cold, like, I don't know. It's just skateboarding has so many different, different, like, like in that freaking uh, thing uh, that we were talking about, the comedy skit that weekend made, there's, these kind of skateboard yeah. skateboarders there's these kind of skateboarders there's these kind of skateboarders there's like 13 different varieties of skateboarders and then you get to just rollerbladers and it's just one thing just i would say i would say we do i would just say it's it's um i would say we it's not it's not provided in it. that skit. it's not provided yeah. in that skit. but yes. what i'm what i'm trying to say is we do have that but um it would need to be like like burza torden or like like the, like the burza guys would have to would have to like throw a competition once a year and if they threw a competition it would probably be like hellbomb those kids are like little metalheads yeah of course they're gonna try and light shit on fire and have heavy metal blasting and like what all sorts of different you know he edgy music probably and like uh i could just see it just depends on the person who throws it so Blade Cup is run by John Julio. Obviously, it's a very, you know, it's John. John has a clean image. He's got a, he's a got clean, a clean yeah, aesthetic. It's a clean, yeah. wholesome. 
kids all ages in the middle of a downtown. And then you got Billy. Billy, the way that he throws competitions in New York, where it's like a little bit more like, uh, you know, hey, we're, it's a little bit more blood, sweat and tears. Like, hey, we're, you, we're you fucking doing it. this. You can see it. It's a little we're bit more. Hood. It. It's a little bit more. A little bit more. A little, uh, bit, little bit more off the. Off little the bit, little bit grimier. Yeah. Yeah. Which can also present amazing feelings at competitions. That's when like everything's like, whoa, what's going to happen next? You know, like because also. There's not as much controlled, you know, environments. Blade Cup, everything's a controlled environment. But when you get to, you know, okay, so let's bring up another person who does competitions. Um, the Schmidties thing, Schmitty, the Schmitty comp. The ramping camp, yeah. And and I guess I'm only bringing up American comps. I shouldn't do that. I should bring up other. So Winter Clash. Winter Clash, thrown by Yo-Yo. That's like a bitter cold style thing. I don't know who throws bitter cold. I think it was Danny... Daniel Kinney. Daniel Kinney? Yeah. Um, those two, have, so Yo-Yo and Daniel have a very similar method of like, I don't know, Winter Clash and Bitter Cold felt like the same thing, just Europe and America. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's all different ways of doing competition. And that one was like, so that one, Bitter Colds and Winter Clashes remind me of where they're in in-between of Billy and Julio, the way they throw competitions. It's a little bit in between because it's organized, but when you're there, you're like, this is not organized. Yeah. When, you, when then, you're actually, when you're in the thick of it, you're and like, this, is, this is chaos. People, yeah. There's people with horn helmets, chugging fucking beers and falling back in the crap, falling off, you know, like just people being drunk, really. Basically, and like, yeah. uh, and that's, that's fun. Uh, but like, uh, but yeah, you got to remember this is a event. This is a, uh, but uh, I love those competitions too. I like that. I like that dance with fire, you know, because everybody's so excited. And, and, and another thing that happens at winter clashes and bitter colds, the place gets fucking packed. Yeah. Like the skaters almost can't even skate. The winter clashes, I would say harder to skate than most events because for the most part, you can't actually see the obstacle until you arrive at it. You can be going full speed, but unless until the crowd parts, you're skating to something at full speed blind. Yeah, fully blind. That's another thing too about skating competitions that are just, you have an idea. There's so many times where you like, there's a local who skates this all the time. He knows every pocket. He knows every way of doing the things here. If you're especially out, if especially if you're out of town, you just have to pretend you're that local and you know, you know, you've hit, at, you know, you got to use all the skate parks you skated in your past and everything. And like, kind of like, be like, I know what that it's almost like when your tongue looks at something and it knows what that texture is going to feel like if you lick it, like your yeah. brain has to like, look at that quarter pipe pocket to that other sub box to into this other quarter pipe that you've never hit before. That's fucking wild. You have to look at that and be like, yep, I know what that's going to taste like. And uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So those events, they get kind of crazy with that. Um, earlier in the years of Bitter Cold, not so much the end of Bitter Cold. The end, they had bleachers and yeah, uh, stuff like that. It was a little bit better with uh, being able to skate um without people like rushing in on the spot like you know how like you ever see that like wave of people like come in on a spot like because they're all just standing next to it 
what that but that's cool i don't know it's like as it, it makes us it, it makes it feel like I, I imagine the skater when they land that trick and then they just get swarmed the and lifted up you're like holy shit i yeah, feel like yeah. i'm on that stage right now awesome. yeah yeah and i've seen that happen to like joe adkinson it, it's fun it's cool when that happens when you do something and everybody gets excited um that energy of that kind of kind of kind of comp is really fun too um someone but i guess actually, yeah, like, so, someone mentioned so, that uh I'm steering you off topic because you're going to talk about this for 20 minutes. Someone no, 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 no. I actually was going to, I was going to sum it all up, but what do you have to say? Uh, someone, so your episode came out and then this guy called Martin Gade got in touch. I don't know if you know who Martin is. He's on, he's in Australia. He skates for Razors. He's like long hair, electric wizard guy. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I've seen him skating a bunch. I've seen him skating, uh, like not a um, bunch, but I've, I've been following him for like, uh, since I started skating again. Like, uh, like yeah he's like he had a section i think it was last year it was really good but he mentioned you yeah. when you appeared at powwow the last powwow before when coronavirus basically swarmed america and you were on the podium and you i think it was like your first event and you hadn't i don't think you even competed but you were like i wasn't even really skating yet. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, like, I haven't been skating in five years but i'm coming back to this shit and i'm winning it montre like watch out i'm sorry i didn't compete i haven't skated in like five years but i'm trying to do it again i love you guys i'll be back next year and i'm gonna compete and uh watch out Montre. that's all i gotta say i'm coming for you yeah <laughs> and he was just like it's so funny to see that and then coronavirus hit and then obviously you went to bleeding cup i think Montre won it and you came second or something like that yeah yeah and then you went to the frankie morales and you won that one right I won that one. Luckily, Montre didn't compete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like, he, he was like, I'll let you have this. It. Like, he, he was coming back and he was challenging Montre. Like it was, it was there. So, yeah. I'm glad that I, I'm glad I got that. At least that one win. Jesus Christ. Cause like, yeah, it was the beginning of Mesmer and I just wanted to get, I just want to get the brand on the, I'm not a competitor, man. Like you're I just a, want to you're get a, a lion bastard. You are a, you know, like you get the fire no. in you and you're like, this is happening. No, I just wanted to get this shit on the map, bro, because this is what I believe in. I believe in Mesmer. And uh, maybe not all the time, but there, there's definitely times where it, it, you can tell it takes you because you just go on a tear and you're like, this is this is my day. This is happening. So I, I don't I don't believe that you don't get that that fight and spirit never, in you. It's never my day. It's never my day. <laughs> I've never uh, had it my day. The, the competition results would beg to differ throughout history, but OK. Well, I think that I, I think that like uh, anybody who's, you know, kind of like when you're in competition, you st you really do stop thinking about like you, you stop thinking about your your if, you know, if you're going to be OK or, you know, like if, you know, you stop thinking about all the injury or or it's the other way where you do think about the injuries and then you don't win because then you but that that's what happened to me. You know, I got scared at the last comp at the last Frankie started getting scared of the sub box and I was skating all day and whatever. I was like, that's when I got hurt. Cause I was scared of it. If you're confident you're like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to win. Oh, I fucking hate that. I hate getting into that mindset, dude. It's just like so annoying, but I need money <laughs> at the end exactly. of the day. Like you're, you're, and I love skating. To, yeah. I love skating. So like, if there's a chance where I can skate and make money, I'll do it, but I don't love it though. I don't love the com competition. I don't love, 
I love like seeing my friends do tricks, land tricks. I don't like the anxiety I get. I love seeing my friends go fucking wild. Chad Hornish went fucking wild last, last like at Frankie Morales. So did like uh, just a lot of my friends. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really don't. So to, we, what were we talking about? So the competition thing we were talking about before, I think that, do you think, do you think that, um, we're ever going to do something maybe collabing with, do you, do you think we're ever going to have a daily bread again? No, Let me ask that. No, I, I think the, I think the culture has kind of moved on from that. And I, I think, I think. Well, you don't think we're ever going to have, uh, you don't think we're ever going to have a platform where we could watch all of our media sources all at oh, one possibly. Place, like, don't get me wrong. I think like something could come along that could do that. But I think the way social media is right now and how like just all encompassing it is like for the most part, skate websites have kind of become redundant. Like I can't remember the last time I visited the BMAG website or the one website. I don't think I've visited them. In fact, that's why I turned, I turned off the wheel scene website at the start of the year. Cause I was like, I'm not visiting rollerblading websites. Why am I running a rollerblading website? It, do, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And with daily bread, like I, I feel like, the only way something like Daily Bread would still be in existence was if the original kept going. The fact that it died off, it had so much more cultural significance that you can't really, it takes so much time to build up something like that. Like Thrasher is only still in existence because of its history. Because of all that culture and history that they But had. then it got lucky and pop but culture picked it up what? and they had the t-shirt run and the t-shirts became really famous. And they must have made, they've made way more money off those t-shirt so, sales because of Rihanna than they have off the skateboard culture in the past decade. Yeah, but this, this can easily happen again. And I'll tell you how right now, and it might be a little bit more complicated than me uh, just assuming that this is that easy but um but okay i'm a rollerblader that has stumbled on a great you know amount of money somehow i don't know how but i got it i got a lot of fucking money and i love rollerblading and i know all its history and i know how important it would be to maybe contact angie walton and contact um you know arlo eisenberg all the all the original people included with daily bread um and try to uh because like you said thrasher has all that culture and history so does daily bread so yeah a new daily bread wouldn't be able to happen but if if we were to go to the original source um of daily bread and restart daily bread and not even do hard copies not do hard copies, only Instagram and website. And, but, but like still with that, that from that soul of, of like where, where, where it comes from. And, and I get it, you know, they're all older now and they don't maybe have the time or want to, but people, even though like it's, it's, it's something that lives on, it's an energy that lives on. And the kids today, we still like, like the, the, I'm, I'm a fucking adult, but the kid, the younger kids, they can still, um, live in that like that place where like uh it's the same thing like if they were to produce it themselves it would still have that same if they did it right if they did it right it could still be very core street uh and professional mixed into a really fun platform where we can have like dailybread.com or whatever and we have all that history too of like the hard copies and everything and then 
if rollerblading does come back, that could easily be like, oh, like that could easily be a thing where it's a trendy shirt where you start seeing daily bread shirts again and stuff like that. Like not only in our community, but other people, because if you go, if, if it does become the thrasher of rollerblading and daily bread came back and this was a reality in this world, this would be where everybody went to watch it. It would be the main TV. If it was looked at like thrasher, it would be the thing that every people would know to daily bread after a couple of years. Yeah. Like, they, like they how thrasher has the YouTube more, channel. Yeah. They would know daily bread more than the, the teams, the riders and the brands within the skateboard or the, within the rollerblade industry, they would know all they would, they would only know. I go to watch my daughter at dailybread.com watch her skate i go to watch my nephew at dailybread.com skate I, all the people who don't rollerblade they'll go to this thing and it'll get bigger and it will be a thing where you'll see random guys who don't skate random moms who don't skate wearing daily bread shirts because they're like that's where i watch my family skate like and it's just that black and white it's that simple it's like just make it and it will come and people just procrastinate and they're like, oh, that's never going to work. Let's not do that. Fuck, man. Like, uh, but uh, it's, you're right. It, or maybe you're wrong. Maybe it doesn't have to be Daily Bread. Maybe it could be a new platform that like it just that's where people go who don't skate to watch people skate. Oh, I'm I'm living proof that the new platform is a failed concept. And so is Bleeder Union. We both died a death trying to trying to uh create what what it is you're basically talking about and it's it's a lot of work and when it doesn't pay off and just starts gradually getting you into more and more debt you're like it's time to pull the plug this is this is draining every finance every like resource i have including well, mental, that's physical that, and financial and I'm, so, yeah. I'm sorry I'm, i didn't mean to like bring up because obviously <laughs> that's what that's what um that's what platforms like yours are doing obviously that's what we're trying to get to but um, honestly, there's power in numbers and money. Like, that's also why when I first brought this up, I was like, I'm a rollerblader who somehow stumbled on a shitload of money. You're going to you're gonna have to clarify what that means. What do you mean you've stumbled upon a shitload of money? What, do, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm fucking poor. So I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I have no idea. How do people get rich? I have no idea. But what I mean is like, maybe you're... You know, you're from a family that, you know, has a lot of money and you've got left a lot of money or maybe a, a, a really nice house that you're like, I don't want this house. I'm just going to sell it and live more modestly. But you have I don't know. I, you're, you're, you're not explaining know. yourself here because you've already told me that you, you didn't grow it up. It doesn't in a, a matter how the now. money comes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck how the money got there. The money's there. OK, so what I'm saying is also and there's power in numbers. So you got money, you got power, you're going to be able to do things like the weekend skit that just happened with them. That did not happen off of just, hey, you want to do this? Yeah. Oh, I don't really have that much money. Oh, yeah, me neither. Okay, fine. Let's just see how it goes. Like, no, they were like, yeah, we got this. I got this. Let's do Let's do this. They had money. They had people. It was a production. That's what you need for, a, for anybody to take you seriously. And why, like... That's not like crazy to like, it should be taken seriously. Anything where it's a, like a, some kind of um, anything that's a, a whole industry should be taken seriously. If there's a whole industry of these specific toys being manufactured, it should be taken seriously. Like, cause there's obviously a lot of money being made or 
there could be a lot of money being made. And the fact that people have been so touchy about if it can, there just needs to be money put into it. People need to be able to survive. People need to have like some kind of future in this thing. Even when they step off their skates to work in the back, the background of the scenes, there needs to be something like that, but it means needs to be driven by unfortunately money. And like, so what you're doing right now is awesome. This is what we need. But have you ever thought about making a team or finding some kind of investor or really like, like trying to do something that like um, could possibly fuck your whole light up, life up and put you in debt. <laughs> I, guess. I, I, I did. And, and it did. <laughs> oh, really? So that's what you're saying. You did do that. It, it put me in debt for. But did you do it with a, the whole team or did quite you do a, it quite a few years? I had two designers. I had basically a principal photographer guy that worked as Sam Cooper did so many of the covers worked his ass off, never managed to pay him a penny. I never got paid a penny. The only people who ever got paid were the people who designed the print issue. I paid them out of my own. Oh, so you, you, were, even doing, you were even doing print. You were dragged doing myself into further debt. So yeah, I got myself into a lot of debt. Yeah. Okay. So you were doing print issues. Yeah. I mean, yep. I think that. And, and, and like print issues probably fucked you, huh? That probably got you. Oh yes. Damn. <laughs> See like, yeah. Print's, ex- print's expensive, dude. Um, see like that's why maybe i i'm not it already happened so i'm not gonna sit here and say like you should have done this but like you know maybe starting from like not print like just like how you're doing your platform now like go in like the easy way and when it starts making more growth and making more stability then you start throwing in the hard copies and 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 maybe i don't know fuck hard copies maybe I don't know. That's why I also said I'm a rollerblader with a mil- with a bunch of money for no reason. I don't know what how I got it, but I have it. Okay. Then maybe you could do print because right now it's every, we're all just we're all like dudes in our garages. Every skate company is like a guy in their garage. Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, like um and like even as far as, you know, even as far as John. Yeah. He's John Julio and them skates is it, but they just have a bigger garage. It's still a garage though. Like it's like, but I think that like, when we, like, when we get to a point, there will be warehouses again, you know, like there will like big, we, we could do it. I think like, like, uh, actually when I went to visit Matias power slide has uh, like the disroyal warehouse is amazing. Uh, like the one in Germany. When did you go to visit Matias? I went to go visit Matthias uh, at the beginning of the brand. I was when we were filming Rising. Okay, I did I not. I wasn't aware of that. Done. Right. Okay. What? Well, as in just before. just you? Who like who went to see him? Me and Mark Marino. I also went to France, and then I went there. From France, I went to there. I went to Germany, and I met up with Mark there. Um, and we were working on the skate that we all skate now. Right. Okay. Yeah, just... I knew that Mark had a hand in like designing the soul plate. Yeah, we we all had a hand else. in it. Yeah. Um like the the original four, you know, like people, uh like the kind of like the pro team, I guess, you know, like me, Bill, Mark, uh, Dom and Levy, like we all had an and and just our whole team that we had at the time in the beginning, it was 
everything is organically us, you know, like just, um, so when we went there, me and Mark were mainly just working on like the different types of plastics. And that's when we found PBEX and okay. the old, it's like an old Nike or not old. Uh, it's a Nike plastic that they, um, it's just like a better plastic. It's what the, the plastic that we use. Okay. Um, cause, uh, we were using just normal PU, uh, before that. Um, and we were having a little issues with the, how, how it flexed, um, but now I honestly think that the PU, if hardened, can be just as durable and just as good as the PBEX. Like, I don't know. I, I really, I really want to start making. Me and Bill have been, you know, we want to get to the point where we're able to make more price point skates. Like even when I was watching that that show last night, uh, the to go back to it again, the Nine Club thing, they were looking at the prices of the skate and they were like, "Whoa, yeah. three ninety nine, whoa." That is absurd, kind of, you know, not absurd. I my skates 399. I'm not saying it's just what skates are. It's a how how much it's the cost of doing all this shit. It costs money. So I want to get we want to get to the point where we make a really good a really good price point skate that like you know is more accessible, but with really good parts. So it's not, you know, dangerous. Yeah. Because usually people, the cheaper products get the more dangerous they get, you know? Um, there's, there's plenty of good price point skates. It's, it's one of those things that is quite interesting because, yes, that is a lot of money, like like $400. Yeah, there's plenty of price points. It's a lot of money to spend on skates, but compared to other sports, it's actually relatively cheap for participants once you're already a participant in that sport. Like, for example, BMX. BMXs are expensive. Mountain biking, snowboarding, skiing. But the problem is you're. it's going to be it's hard to get people into the sport if if that is like their first experience of oh my god i'm gonna need to drop like because that's what put me off skiing for decades i was like yeah. that's really fucking expensive to get into so dude that's even happened to me with our sport i can't get a pair of wizard frames because they're like even when i like well i mean i could probably find a pair of used ones maybe for cheap but like I don't have, I really want to get to that point where I could just drop $500 on something. You just told like, me you're sitting on loads of money. You're fine. You can just, you can drop the money on those wizard frames. I'm not sitting on loads of money. Oh, when, oh, oh when, I, when I was the, when I was the millionaire with like rollerblader. Yeah. I wish I was that guy, but um, yeah. So like I, I, you're, you're, you're totally right. The reason why I don't have skis, the reason why I don't have a sick BMX, the reason why I don't have you know, an awesome scooter that I trust or whatever, you know, like the reason why I don't have any of those things is because I don't have right there, all those things that I would love to participate in. That's like $5,000 worth of shit right there. Just those four different instruments. Yeah. And like, that's you're, you're right though. That's what happens with music too. a new guitar. That's like a thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, for a good one Yeah. that you really trust doesn't have to be, you could freaking there's probably a bunch of guitar rollerbladers or skaters. Yeah, you can get you can get anything cheap. If you like, know, however, you yeah. Need, yeah, and you don't need that. I I just love picking up a fucking silky guitar where I'm like, ooh, and like somebody put a lot of work into it and and it's expensive and fun to play. Like I, I admire that. But um yeah, you don't need a good guitar just like you don't need good skates. You could buy a pair of, you know, cheap skates, make sure the parts are good. Yeah. And it's the basic skeleton and you could freaking rip, you know, 
but you'd have to have some knowledge. That's that's be- that's the problem. Yeah, like you, it can be it can be cheap if you if you know someone that can guide you in the direction to make it cheap. Like I get into playing drumming, and it's like, oh, how do I, like I don't know where to start. This is all new. I don't know the brands. I don't know what's good, what's shit. You don't da, know. Da, da, da. You don't know what toms, what certain toms uh, yeah. give a better give a better uh, dump or whatever sound off of. Like you don't know what symbols are going to resonate better. Yeah. when you first start. So and that's blading, how it is. blading can be cheap, but you need someone on the inside or someone who skates to guide you and be like, oh, you could pick up a pair of Majestics for like less than 200 bucks and they're going to do the job for a while until you figure out what you like or yeah, yeah. And luckily me, you know, like skating with people like Devin or like who's like a pro scooter and like he was just like, yo, I got an extra scooter. I'll give you like, and I'm like, and it's, it, it, uh, I'm sure it's going to be top of the line scooter that he's going to give me. But like I was saying, Susie and Joey over here, they are not skating with Devin all the time, you know, like, yeah. and Devin's probably not going to give them a top of the line scooter for free just because you shred with them a bunch, you know, like, unless like he's shredding with Susie, if he's shredding with them, then yeah, he probably will. But it's like, that doesn't happen for everybody where it's just like, there's a completely knowledgeable person about this topic. And they're just like, you need this. And that's, what's great about going to a skateboard shop or a ski shop or a snow, you know, like whatever shop. Cause you go in there and you want to trust the guy being like, I'm just getting into this. I don't want to kill my pocket, but I also don't want to die doing this. Help me. And that's when you go to a blade shop, that's what you're supposed to, that's what your job is. You know, like Matt Mickey uh, intuition, I'm sure gets that question all the time. You know, like people coming in, like, listen, these skates are 500 and they look kind of similar to these $200 ones. What's the yeah. thing? No. Yeah yeah you don't need the 500 ones yet maybe just see how passionate you are about this first yeah like yeah um and then and then yeah what's right so obviously you're you're on mesmer you've had the skate the first run of the skate sold out there's a second run of the skate and then now you've got like i know you've got like the we second edition have, out now but you, you basically had like two runs of the first one because the first one well, sold no, out pretty quick it's, it's, it's it's not the the well this is what happened so when we when we first launched we were you know we were already keeping it a secret for some time and it was just getting and it was actually i think it was the best launch date um that we could have done under the circumstances with covid in china and everything happening um but we launched only 200 i believe it was europe gets 100 and america had 100 at first out of like a batch of 1200 uh, which were the V1s right. of my and it's not that so we sold out of the hundred hundred and hundred because we were like people are finding out about us already and we need to just drop we need to just do it so we and we wanted to we wanted to launch by this point but we wanted to have all the products we had to have so we had to have the the 1200 shipped and then we had an expedited uh 100 200 fly so we had a hundred on a plane to America, a hundred on a plane to uh, Germany. And that was just to expedite the, the process of getting them out. So those sold out the V ones, the hundred each pre-sale pre-order those sold out. And then there was still, you know, there, I still, we still have V ones. That's why they're cheaper. That's why we're, we're stoked that we have. So the V ones, since we're a brand new company, we obviously noticed that we could do things better and better and better. So we wanted to just keep making, you know, like our products better. So we, 
we made the v2 version since my skates already you know it was already there and in the manufact in the in the warehouse we wanted to try and fix those little hiccups right away that's why right. we made the v2 and of my skate because we already had like i think we already had a, a certain number that we were going to be making already so we were like oh before you finish those let's see if we can like make them better and we made them better and uh better liner and updated um parts on it and now dom bruce's skate has already come with those without you know all it's already had those hiccups fixed for his skate and we have size five now um we didn't have size five in the in the in the v1s so the v2s of my skate now we have size five and with dom skate we have size five so that's one of the biggest things for me because that gets kids and a lot of females have smaller feet um that gets a lot more kids and females able to skate or skate um so you so there was there was 1200 of your skate made that's what you're saying yeah and we still have the v1s that's why they're marked down and we have the v2s now and then we have dom skate and uh we're just only trying to keep making better and better skates uh and i am i'm like over the over the moon about how amazing we were able to make these skates like because i'm i am a i'm a picky picky person when it comes to my skates and like my music or my anything really like i I can get really picky and and like uh not in a critique way more of in like i know what i like like i know what i need you know i know what's going to get me through it's not in a critique way like yeah so when it comes to the skates i was so happy that like it made the dump sound it made the i could do big gaps i could uh, like you know, like, oh, and the V2s, we have like a, a harder sole plate now. So like we were having a little bit of an issue on the V1s with like, uh, you know, just the plastic was normal. Like, like it would, we have it hardened now. So the, the sole plates are like last a lot longer and they're better longevity, you know, like set slides and, okay. and people were grinding to the, uh, to our shock pad, our shock absorber in between the, the shell and the sole plate. So like now that we have harder plastic, hopefully we'll, you know, and that's another thing too that I'm really stoked that our skates just come with. They just come with the shock absorber in between. Oh, the I shell. love that. That was when I got the skates. I was like, these. It reminded me of like when I used to skate Valos. I was like, these just sound great. That's what I hate a skate that sounds plasticky or sounds yeah. like, like clacky. Or when you yeah. landed a trick on those, you were like, that's really satisfying. And I, like I know you've you guys fixed the sole plates. But the original soap plates, I was like, these are incredible. I was, I, uh, I know, I remember the mesmer, the mesmer soap plates, one of my favorite soap plates. I remember watching your your video, and and uh, in cold places, I believe that's true for sure. The hotter your skate gets, the hotter temperature, I think, the warmer the plastic gets, and the more you, you know, like in because where when you were skating, it was cold, no? Like, when oh, yeah, you, it was like, it was like, pretty sure I got them in the middle of winter, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah. The, like the, when you're skate, like, uh, and they're not, they're not bad. Yeah. You're right. They're amazing. But I also think that even if something's amazing, there's probably something you can make better about it. You know, like even with our, you know, there's always going to be something you can make better. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, with like the timing thing, Oh, it's so annoying with how long thing, like if you have an I- idea from the point yeah. of the idea till the time that it's, 
prototyped and then from the time that's prototyped and tested till the time that it's released Ugh, i hate that, that process i mean yeah, i love that that would drive me insane you're like why oh. okay right i understand why this needs to happen because it's a process but you're like this is a really long ass process that's involving more patients than i possess yeah and then also having the people to um explain being be able to uh explain to china our crazy little critiques um and get like them implemented into making a better skate it's it's fun it's crazy it's annoying it's awesome these are all the things that you have to like you know like any journey you know you got to enjoy the you got to enjoy the journey more than whatever's at the end of of it you know like um i don't know if i said if i said that butchered that phrase not, not at uh, all um right so you know you know what my next question is going to be what i, I want to know the I, I want to know the the numbers with the skates what what kind of royalty is he getting this did did you make any money on the skate what's what happened with that that's kind of a personal question i, I ask personal questions <laughs> you, I mean, you could you can refuse you know, to answer it you're w- well within yeah, your rights no. to not answer it no we get we get uh we get 30 dollars royalties um for like everything that was like sold directly and honestly i'm i've made because like we get i get you get paid like in like kind of like chat like the skate sell for like uh you know and then and then it's not like you get just like everything all at once but i've yeah i've gotten i've been able to not really work this past year i've been able to do all the vacations i've been working luckily because i have a connection with a job where it's like Hey, I'm, I'm leaving. All right, cool. See you when you get back. Like, and then I'll come back and I'll keep working with weed with him. Um, he's like a friend of mine that owns a company, my weed job. (laughs) I was about to say, don't be admitting on, on YouTube that you're a weed dealer, but I'm guessing you're cut. You're a cutter. Is that right? I don't Oh, It's fully legal. I don't like, I'm not, I'm not (laughs) like, I'm not a criminal. I like literally just, I just, I, I live in California. I, yes, that's what I was saying. I was like, as, uh, yeah, as, yeah. As, I as work at a medical. Weed, yeah. I work at a medical marijuana facility, and it's fully legal. It's fully top of the line. It's amazing. It's called Spliffin. So, and, what, is uh, it, what is it you do for them? Oh, I've done just about everything for them. I helped create the company in in a in a minor way. Um, like I I was there when the owner was like he thinks that he came up with the name but i was i was the one who came up with spliffin honestly he thinks that he came up with it but whatever i'm not even gonna argue with him because whatever but we were like sitting there and he was smoking he was smoking nicotine out of vape pens and we were it was this was like 10 years ago like really long the last time i spoke to you you said like your girlfriend at the time her brother or her cousin or something was starting a vape blend and you were helping build that yeah right yeah this is my buddy sergio and yeah i was dating his cousin back in the day and we still have you know he wanted he wanted me to start a roller he wanted to start a rollerblade company with me back then and i was like yo you need to chill he just like has money and he wanted yeah he was like that guy that i was talking about with money he just doesn't rollerblade but he wanted to do bellino skates back then and i was like bro that's not gonna work and no that's a bit it's a bit on the bone i mean th- i'm not saying your name couldn't sell but that's a that's a bit uh it's it's, it's very, no. I, that's, that was one of my biggest problems with like i love brian shima but even when he started ssm from nim 
I was like, bro, really? Like now we're only as big as your name. But then again, like Shima skate manufacturing, it's kind of catchy. Not, not everybody associates the word Shima with knowing Brian Shima and Shima sure. does sound cool. Um, so it took me a little bit to realize that, but like, yeah, like for a minute there, I was like, really, we're all just as big as you kind of like, we can't get, you know, this brand doesn't get bigger than you. Um, that's why I love names like Mesmer and things like that. Cause it's like, it's bigger that we're creating, we're trying to create something that's just, it's just a name at the end of the day, but also it's like something that doesn't, uh, I guess like put you in a box. Yeah, you know? it can it can take on any kind of meaning as opposed to yeah. I don't know if you call something Jordan Brand. Yeah, that's fine if you're the biggest basketballer of all time, but for everyone else, that's you can't yeah. really. It's not that applicable in many other areas. Yeah. So he wanted to do that with me back in the day. He wanted to do Bellino blades, and uh, <laughs> I'm I was so glad like, you didn't do that. I'm so oh so glad you didn't God. do that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I would, so have, like, I would have hated to have had to roast one of my favorite skaters regularly no, on, on YouTube. That literally, would have, that literally, would have, that would have hurt my soul. Literally, roast is what happened around that time. I started a band called Roast, and I was like, "Nah, I'm okay. I'm gonna be doing this instead." Um, and it wasn't even like you know, I thought it was a great, like, funny thing. But yeah, like, like I'm glad that didn't happen. But to step back into what we were talking about, yeah. So I, this past year, I've been able to have, dude, it's been awesome. I've been, able, I stayed out in Barcelona for almost three months filming Rising. Not everybody did that. I was the only one that did that because I was able to. I was filming the promo for my skate. Um, everybody on the pro team with their, you know, like a side of the of the monthlies or whatever, like, I, like I was able to stay out there from, you know, the money, my skate was, you know, it wasn't even out yet, actually. Like we were just mainly like getting, uh, we were mainly like, uh, like projecting, like you were like, this projecting is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Projecting a lot at the time. And I was running off of low fuel, like with money. But then when we got back from Barcelona, when I got back from Barcelona, um, that was when, like, I started getting paid for my skate, my skate started coming out and, uh, yeah, I've just been, I feel very blessed to be able to, to be able to do this and do what I've been doing for the past year. Um, I want to keep it going. I want to be able to work less with marijuana and more with rollerblades. I want to be a full time rollerblader. Like, well, that's, I want to like, right, right now you're a, right now you're a semi-professional rollerblader. You're, 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 you're a part-time pro, but you'd like, you'd, you'd like to be full-time pro. Yeah. I would love to be full-time pro, but I don't think that's a thing in rollerblading. Like there's not many full-time pros unless you have a gig, like how half you had nitro circus and, you know, like some kind of gig, um, that, but then even a gig, that's a job. So it's like, you're working. You're yeah, still working. Huffy, Huffy was definitely working. working for that money. He was, he was doing a lot of shows. Skating's working. Being in a band is working. All these things that people think are a lot of fun are fun, but it's working. And then when it gets to the point where your hobby becomes your job, it is not fun. And then it's really working. When you have to take something that's supposed to be fun and fluid and expressional and you, you have to force yourself to do it, it is... Ugh, ew, I'm like getting, I'm getting skeevy just thinking about it. I fucking hate it. I hate that one. 
Um, so you mentioned mesmerizing, which was unbelievable. Like the way you guys started the company and announced it with that, I was like, this, that, that is like the perfect way to start a brand in rollerblading. Like it couldn't have generated more hype. The video was amazing. Lost count how many times I've watched it. Like everyone put in a strong performance. You obviously had the most footage because you were there the longest. What, what was that like when you were in Barcelona with Mark? Like where you guys talking about it in the context of holy shit i really hope people react to this well or or where were you guys like securing like we're we're killing this like the stuff we're getting people are gonna fucking love this this is gonna be this is gonna be something because the react the reaction you got you guys got from the video when it came out was insane like i don't think i heard one person complain about it and that's that never happens we were extremely enthusiastic from this. We were giddy like children from the second we found out the people that were on board and a part of the process. And it was something that like, it's like bubble. It's like, it's like butterflies kind of, you know, like uh, it was, it was definitely it was the most important thing that I've, that I've done um, in my life, I think was, and, and like when it was first getting started, all the, all the, you know, when we first like realized, holy shit, this can become, this can actually happen. Like we can do this when that happened. And we were, you know, first things first, me and Bill hit up Mark. And then we got Dom and Levy and um, Lulu and, all, all like the you know over time but yeah it was just like right away I was I was kind of like this is we could not ha- add one more person luckily we have since then but I, even from the beginning I was like we could not add one more person and I'm fully stoked on this like but I'm also one of those guys like I aim high but I'm not I'm more modest like I'm not if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't have a crazy big flashy house. I would keep it chill and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm happy. That means I'm happy with, with less flashy and less like, you know, I just want to be there. I just want to be here and be able to do the things that I think are cool. And like, you know, my friends think are cool. And that's what Mesmer is. It's just, you know, we're just trying to keep it core, keep it real, keep it um, like these, everybody involved in everything that we do is, I think as real as it gets in rollerblading and i have a pretty good uh i feel like i have a good like i can like kind of gauge and feel like when something's like really just like there's something fucking really hype and cool about this like i think there's something that could like really come of this like when you get that feeling, I don't know, you just got to run with it. And and I feel that way about Mesmer. I feel like everybody involved from the get-go, we, yeah, we didn't know if it was going to be an amazing video, but we didn't really care. We were just having more fun having this opportunity and being able to skate with each other and being able to, to, cause really we're all lifetime friends. We've been friends forever. So like now being able to have this opportunity, we're just able to like really, really like, uh, kind of like uh what's the word i'm looking for like really uh fuck what's that um i guess like 
capitalize on like what not capitalize like kind of like really uh fucking i like think really i know what you mean like like, like yeah like like concentrate all your efforts or like basically yeah into make it, something like have yeah. a home like yeah. ha- like not like 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 have some kind of project that's like really and and you don't really get that often i think like unless it's like you know like there's people who you know you, you go to college and then you get a job when every 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 uh every project you get handed you probably don't love you know if i was a journalist for vice you know like i would i probably you know or whatever you probably don't love every job that you get you know like so with rollerblading i'm just really happy and fortunate or i feel grateful that uh there was this opportunity to to arise i guess to to do this you know with this brand and uh yeah it's cool me and bill started uh heavy distribution and we're trying to get that uh we're trying to focus a lot on that now and get that you know mesmer has been so busy and yeah we're just trying to like focus on more more things and just you know why do we do anything you know <laughs> that's that's a very good I ask myself that on a regular basis why do um, we do anything when we so, wake up so bill owns mesmer with matthias and then you own heavy with bill like are you guys like part owners of the yeah, distribution we're partners. company we're right. partners in heavy yeah okay. and my affiliation with mesmer is more of a skater slash creative and you know just like just like everybody on the team and we all have the same thing of like creative control we all get equal creative rights um Den- dennis lopez has been doing our our um he's been doing our he's so fashionable he's so cool i saw that he's been doing he's been doing a lot of like the merch for you guys he's he's getting behind our our doing our he just did our latest line um we have a really cool uh mushroom that levy drew uh that says mesmer on on a sweater and uh oh yeah you were wearing it the last time you were wearing it on the hoodie oh that was a hoodie that the hoodie that was a different one that was the one that um that's a new mesmer hoodie that that dennis actually made um it's got like barbed wire and like in this little square, like or surrounding a little square with eyes and like flames. Right. And it says Mesmer. It's really cool. Barbed wire and flames. I'm sold. I like that. Uh, so. you, ne- you neglect. You've also you neglected to mention your other role as being um, Dom Dominic Bruce's personal manager and Boston around. You've, you you clarified that in the last podcast, so we need to, we need to reinstate that. Dom John. No, I mean, manager. I think I think I've kind of. I, I don't think I'm gonna. I I kind of dude i'm just i try to help bill with you know but like when we're on tours and stuff but yeah i am still skating and i am still like so not like i don't manage anybody but at the same time i do definitely try to make sure things run smoother if they could um and you've been on skate tours you know briefly um so what I was going to ask is, like, um, in terms of how does that mean the the old John Bellino who used to get himself into trouble all the time that's 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 long gone, or do you still are are you still a, a party boy that like even on even when you're doing the skate trips and stuff like that? Because I'm sure you put up a thing on Instagram not that long ago where you 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 got into trouble with the law. I don't know how much I want to bring it up if you don't want to, but I'm sure you put a post on Instagram with you alongside a police officer. Oh, that was a joke. That was okay. funny. Right. Oh, that yeah, that was like 
that was uh, the security guard at the at the weed warehouse that I worked right, at. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was just right. a funny like, and I, yeah, I was all like, ah, yeah, fucking. That was just a funny little little thing um, that I was I was just joking around. But no, I don't. I never really gotten. I don't really do. I'm not a bad uh, kid. I, I never. I never said I you were bad. I just. I just said. No, not bad. Well, no, not. Yes, that, that, that's not what I mean. Because you don't have to. Whatever. Like what I mean is like I've never been arrested. Uh, really, like. I got arrested when I was, oh, this is a funny story. I got arrested when I was a, a kid. I was, I stole from a mall. I got arrested in Philly. You you had a, and you've, you've I, a thing about stealing as a teenager. This is, when this I was is a kid, the second. I, when I was a teenager, that was when I was a little shit. Right. I was just a little shit. I was poor and I was living in Philly and I was, you know, I was working at Neglected Truth and screen helping screen print denial shirts in the basement. And then. Oh, so this happened when you were living with Kilgore. Yeah. So, okay. so this, uh, yeah, flashback to all the way to then. So, so this is a funny, this is when I got arrested. We talked about when I got arrested in Europe for peeing. Yep. This is the only other time I've gotten arrested and this was in America and I stole from a mall and, uh, oh, I got arrested once before when I was younger than that, but that's really dark. We don't need to go there. That was like more of a family issue. Right. That wasn't anything. So like, uh, so this one, I was, I got arrested for stealing in a mall. And I go to, I go to, uh, they, they detain me. They put me in, you know, um, and okay. I no, was, no, no, you don't get to gloss over that part. What, what were you stealing? Oh, I was stealing a pair of pants. Right. I had like really baggy pants on and I like put on like four pairs of pants <laughs> and then okay. like, like in a, in a, in a fitting room. And then I, cause jeans, dude, rollerbladers rip through freaking jeans. We do. You go through like, them really insane. quick. And if you're broke, so that, I, I was yeah. like, fuck spending 50 bucks on my favorite, 60 bucks on my favorite jeans. Every time these damn things rip. So I took a bunch of jeans. I put a pair of baggy pants over and I, I walked out. I ended up getting chased and tackled and yeah, they put, they arrested me. Yeah. It can't, it can't okay. be easy to run on Philadelphia, multiple pairs of jeans. You don't want to get arrested in Philadelphia. Oh my God. The, the back of the van that they threw me in, it was a big van and there was blood all over the van and I had handcuffs. So they threw me in face first. And I just remember my face just being on like, just like blood, dude. It was disgusting. I was like, fuck dude. Like, ah, I don't want to No, I don't want blood on me and shit. So anyway, they take me in, I get, I go to, they detain me in the, you know, in a holding cell and the fucking cops are watching SpongeBob. They're all laughing watching SpongeBob. I'm like, this is insane. All of these old fucking cops, like, okay. So I start kind of like, do I get a phone call? Do I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to get in touch with like people that, you know, like they're trying to get in touch with people in my family. And my grandparents raised me. They had passed away. That's, I think I told you about that. And yeah. I went to Philly. They were my guardians. So like, there was nobody. There was nobody for them. They weren't getting in touch with anybody. So I was like, can I just make a phone call to somebody? And I call, I think I called like Kilgore or something. Yeah, I called Kilgore. <laughs> Kilgore doesn't show up. Like five hours, no, like five hours go by. Something like that total while I'm in there. But like since the phone call, it was only like an hour or two later. Fucking Sean Kelso walks into the fucking police station. And Sean Kelso busts me out of jail. I was just like, no fucking way. Like my, like going from, you got to remember, I, I was still like 16 at this time. Yeah. So I was like a kid who was obsessed with the Kelso still am, but like, was like, 
this is just insane. I moved to Philly and now I'm getting fucking arrested and picked up by Sean Kel. So I was like, my honestly, at I was more stoked at the end of the night than I was like upset. That that is a good Grom story. Like how many people can say Sean Kelso like bailed me out of jail? Like that's, oh, that's, that's, that's a jail. good that's a good bleeding Grom story. Yeah, it's a very it's a very uh surreal, crazy moment for me when I was like just starting to hang out with these guys, you know. Also, I kind of feel like if Adam Kilgore showed up to bail you out, that might not have done you any favors because he'd, no, probably, no, he'd probably because walk he would... just stinking a weed smoke and the police officer's like, you're, we're not letting Yeah, you're him. going right again. Get over here. We're bringing, bringing you right in too. Right next to me. Throw me right in the cell with me. Yeah, you're not paying his bail and can you please empty your pockets? <laughs> uh, yeah, totally made sense. I think I called Kilgore and Sean showed up. Maybe I, I don't think I called Sean. No, because I was... I was like, what the fuck? Sean, what is SK doing here? Uh, that was funny. Um, but no, I'm not. I, I, besides that, you know, I've just been. I've been skating kind of heavy and hard at a, at a young age. And since since then, uh, just, you know, then when I joined the band, yeah, around 24, I started kind of like reliving my youth and kind of getting crazy again, trying to do that. Uh, free spirit wild guy thing but i wasn't even i still was always very if you know me oh sorry my door is just breaking in yeah well and she's gone again she basically just came to steal the dog from the room <laughs> so yeah like i guess like yeah i think like uh that that was just uh i never really the before that though the other incident where i got arrested that was just like a family thing where my brother got picked up he and you know brothers you know young he was uh he unfortunately had some drug problems so they picked him up with like a pill prescription that like was ripped off and he had the vial and they went to go search the house and i was there um but yeah besides that you know uh i guess like when i got older i was kind of like you know when i started to do the band thing i kind of like smoked a lot of weed and drank just like kind of party scene uh that's, you know standard stuff yeah like that's not i mean i feel yeah like... but i i you know in california you always run into people that are you know it sucks because you know it's like my brother drug problems are really real and they're a bummer you know like my i had to save my brother from a, like a really bad situation a couple of years ago when we brought him to florida and uh he was having uh, drug issues with heroin and um, yeah, me and my, my uncle called me and he was like, Hey, we got to go do something. Your brother's going to die. His livers are failing. He just got out of the hospital and he's staying, you know, in this really flea bag motel with this girl and there's a dog and the place just got flooded and they're just living in a flooded room. So I was just like, Oh shit. So we just got like two really quick, like tickets to Atlantic city, New Jersey. We tried busting in. They wouldn't let us in. Um, I climbed through the window. I eventually broke in and uh, yeah, it was not a good scene in there. You know, it was uh, very, very bad. So we say we got him, um, took him to Florida and now he's doing great. You know, like he's doing a lot better. He, he hasn't, you know, been messing with that stuff. And like, you know, I do understand it's hard. He'll smoke like vape pens, some weed and stuff, 
and that even bothers me but it's it's still like you know whatever like you he's not touching heroin yeah so. oh yeah like you need you, you need to pick your battles if that's yeah if 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 it's a vape pen over something that intense then yeah let's let's yeah. just let so, the vape pen slide yeah so with all that like my my parents are they do i guess we're getting kind of deep my my parents uh they're still battling their uh addictions and that's why i was taken in by my grandparents mm -hmm. so drugs have ruined my family my cousin natalie died at 17 like my uncle phil my you know so i could keep going there's really like a lot of people my cousin joel great skateboarder um joe connell uh so many people that i love have been taken away by by heroin and, and drugs so i've always kind of like stayed away from from that stuff and obviously you have to stay somewhat athletic to do rollerblading or sports or even playing a band you have to there's a lot of so it's a show you know it's a show and uh it's a lot of, lot of you know people can get away with doing the whole cocaine thing you know and like alcohol but that makes you spiral into and people can get away with the heroin thing but not really when you see a live musician do heroin they're nodding out they're not people yeah. are like boo this sucks yeah the fuck is wrong with you like stop being you know but like I get all the sides though. Like, I'm not like mad at my brother. I'm not mad at my parents. I'm not mad at anybody um, for doing what they do with that. Cause I totally understand, you know, small towns and not much to do. Uh, but if there's one thing I could say, the, the world is a lot bigger and beautiful than the small towns. And there's a lot more to life than, you know, just having a, a quick high and a, a quick, a lay or whatever gets you to do, you know, whatever motivates you to try and do those drugs, to hang out with those people or do those things. Life's bigger than that, you know, and there's experiences that are much better than drugs. Uh, landing tricks, man, landing tricks is much, much better for sure. I think that says a lot about your personality, though, and your character, like, because obviously it does sound like you didn't have the easiest upbringing and, you know, didn't have the most stable. Obviously, your grandparents sound like they were awesome and took you in and decided to, like, raise you. But yeah, when they passed away, it could have been so easy for you to go, well, the easy option is to just fuck my life up. You chose the hard option. You moved away from, like, like your family and friends that's what i mean you moved away you moved to a different city which would i would imagine would have been exciting but at the same time it's also quite intimidating especially when you're that young and Dude, i was a puppy and I as a, a result puppy. you know you've went from new jersey to live in other places in the east coast to now living in california you've seen parts of the world that i'm assuming most people in your like close family haven't seen you've been to countries they probably will never visit and that's that's you're doing you did that yes you, your talent got you there but like the, your character and the choices you made also got you there as well i think that like when you're presented all these things in life like that's kind of why people say sometimes like it's character building you know like having a, a hard upbringing um because yeah when you're on your own you and and you can't you know, even if you have a huge attitude, you can't, you need to learn how to tame that. Everybody, everybody has a little voice that 
that is more aggressive than the other, you know, passionate voice. And, and like, it's just like when you're on your own at a young kid, as a young kid, yeah. Like, and you have these kind of things happen. I definitely do think you can't just act any way you want. And like, I, I'm, I feel kind of blessed to, to walk that path because it helped me kind of um, appreciate, you know, what people like it just made me appreciate it really i guess yeah. like and it, and it made me um I, there were a couple of years where i think like you know you get a little envious about other people and other things around you but like uh there's also something you learn from 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 yeah the hard road that like kind of uh yeah i like when i have problems when i hear of other problems that other that other friends have sometimes um you know it's it's like every you got to really think about everybody's boat and like it's just hard man like life can be hard you know and uh for me i think that it helped me um i think that like yeah if i it's better to it's better to write the book while you're walking the path rather than you know read you know read a really good book and try and emulate the story through an imagination you know what i'm trying to say definitely yeah like it's just more, uh, yeah, but I think, I, I think that, uh, long story short with all that, if, if kids, kids who have drug problems and if, you know, anybody who has family members with drug problems, if they're watching this, definitely, uh, try to get them help reach out or kick down a door like I did or break through a window like I did and like, just fucking save them, you know, cause everybody, everybody fucks up and needs a saving sometimes so yeah. yeah i think i think the big mistake a lot of people well thankfully it's less common is some some people look at it as a very black and white situation like as in you have junkies and you have sober people and that's just could not be further from the truth you have like i've had drug problems in the past when i was a lot younger just making stupid decisions i was never addicted to anything but it was fucking up my life and I've had friends who have died and they weren't addicts. They just got unlucky or they partied a little bit too hard one night and it destroyed their life and their family's lives. And it has this ripple effect on, you know, siblings and friends and partners and stuff like that. But yeah, I think people do make the the mistake of just making it so simple. Like, oh, you're just this person that's downtrodden life and now you're an addict. No, like it can happen. There can be so many reasons. Like Louis Zamora, his story, like he, he was taken prescription drugs prescribed to him by a doctor and it just went horribly wrong he didn't you know it was just incredibly crap luck yeah this happens far too often far so, too often and it's something that like uh it's not just you know it's all around the world all around the world you know like people are gonna try to get their hands on stuff like that but like the the cool thing is um that there are things like skating even my brother like I, I gave him a pair of skates he has a pair of uh like at the time i gave him a pair of usd Niklo maxes and uh he started skating again he doesn't skate like i you know he doesn't skate as much as i do mm. but like still like even just like people finding new outlets he's been trying a lot to do a lot more things he actually picked up wakeboarding he'd been doing that so it's like dude honestly like this shit helps like our sports like what we do helps people who are addicts like because really like 
I, I totally have ADD and like, I feel like a lot of addicts maybe might have ADD and like need something to like maybe chill out or need something to, to, to get the wheels turning, you know, either or, um, but really you don't need anything. And if your body goes something like, what is it like, uh, 90 days without any substance, like your body stops needing it like three months, I think is what it takes to completely be sober, not take anything for three months. Your body stops feeling like it needs it. Okay. So really, if you do sports within those three months, it, you know, might be the best. I quit smoking weed for five months, like uh, two years ago. And uh, I wasn't working with it. So it was really easy to not, <laughs> uh, it was during the pandemic, right? When I started like around the Casey thing, right? Like when I was filming with Casey, I wasn't smoking. Uh, and then I started smoking, like, you know, during code, like I started getting back into it. Um, Cause I needed to work. I went back to work eventually with that during COVID, but yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, 90 days you can go like skating will really help with that too. And like, you know, like even if it's, a, even if you only drink a couple beers every now and then that, that still makes you want, you know, oh, yeah, definitely. even fun. if you're not, yeah. Even if you're not addicted to it, like it, it becomes a habitual thing. Like it gets to, yeah. like, I, I don't drink five, like seven nights a week, but then it'll get to a Friday and I'll be like, Cause your, your mind, you've programmed your mind to be like, Oh, on Friday nights we have drinks. Yeah. So are yeah. Then, and, 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 there, and at the same time, there's also nothing wrong with that. Cause everything in moderation is, is key. Everything, everything is a balance. So it's like, but also you can find yourself slipping just doing that too. You, you know what, what I mean? That's what like, I mean. Like you just get into that habit and then. then yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, and then you're like, fuck every Friday now, like, you know, and then like, it's like, oh shit, every Saturday has been a, a shitty Saturday because of every Friday I have a fucking a little too much to drink. And then like that fucks up my Saturdays for skating. I remember that was a big problem of mine because I, I had the Friday fever, like what you're bringing up. Yep. I would go all week and then, you know, like, I'd be like, yep, you know, let's, let's party on Friday night. Let's have a couple, let's see friends. Let's, let's go somewhere. Let's see a show. Let's, you know, so like, yeah, I would, I would always do that. And then when I started skating again, I had to get rid of the Friday fever a little bit, you know, I've definitely, I've definitely ruined a lot of my own personal Saturday sessions as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that um, so it kind of it, like, it seems like everything's going in a positive direction, like, especially with Mesmer, like exciting brand, progressing like do you have like anything in the future that you're looking forward to or like anything that you're like excited about obviously you guys had the promo oh there's your tons skate, of and you had mesmerizing is, is there going to be anything coming out for dom's skate like any like team project or anything like that or or what's oh you can what, you can yeah you can definitely you can guarantee there's going to okay. be dom messing messing these streets up for sure dude like yeah uh there will be a promo um i don't think i'll get in trouble for saying that right because uh, he's already got a project that i know is done that he filmed in london ages ago and ollie short was in it but the video for some reason is still never came out because i spoke to the guy who made it and he's like it's just sitting on my computer but 
we don't know what to do with it. And then I assumed because Dom was in Dom, Barcelona yeah, Dom, visiting Dom Mark, and then Dom mentioned that to that project to me. That's uh, that's like that was like a it's like a branch off of Mesmer, yeah. but I still think it is like it's me it no, it's definitely like Mesmer affiliated. Yeah, but uh, I I think that um. I think that's still supposed to come out or I think they, I think from what, when I was talking to Dom last, um, I think that the reason, or, or I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but I think like, uh, I think they're just waiting for something to be perfect or something. Okay. They, they might be waiting on a, and Dom needs to be with Ollie to do that. So maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know, but if it's a finished project, maybe, maybe everybody's going to be seeing it soon. Cause it should, that's how it should be. Right. I, I guess so. Okay. But, um, I, I, I don't really know that much about, about that one. I remember Dom talking to me about it and, um, yeah, he was just saying, I worked, I'm, I was, you know, working, working on this project and it seems really cool. I can't and wait to see it. You've already um, emailed me those photos of Levy's Pro Skate. Thanks for that. It was really nice to see the the prototypes of that, um, and that'll be that'll be obviously coming out in, in the new year. Everyone can look forward to that. What are um, you talking about? I never <laughs> sent you any photos. <laughs> You're a baba. Um, no, uh, uh, actually, no comment. But I can't wait to see Levy skate. I think I think that's the safest thing to say. I think for for your um, own personal well being, I think I think no comment yeah, is the way to I, go there. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see his skates. They're gonna. I'm sure you can't wait to see his skates too. I I can't wait to see the skates. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be skates and skates and more <laughs> skates made. A lot of skates. That's, We're doing that's good skate. to know. Yeah. Also, I love I love since the last time we spoke, you've somehow managed to have a new section out because Soderbergh released Slippery Slope and you had like a mini part in it. And I was like, holy crap, there were some amazing lines in there. The bench line where you're like, like hitting the top and the bottom of the benches. You had the toe roll and heel roll Tony Hawk combos like that. It was, it was short, but it was amazing. I will. I didn't mean to like. It's weird. Like, uh, I skate with those guys on the weekends. Like, those are my guys. I skate with the two easy guys all the time on the weekend. Those are my, those are who I skate with. But at the same time, when I'm going skating with them, I'm not imagining like I'm filming a section. It's just more of, I'm like skating with the session. I'm skating with my homies and like each spot, you know? And yeah, of course, you know, that germ is over there. Jeremy Sodenberg is, is, is filming and, you know, like your homie, you know, Greg's filming. There's, you know, there's people filming, but like, you're really just showing up to a session and you're, so with that, with that little profile, I was fucking delighted. I didn't know. I asked Jeremy, like, hey, can you send me, like, what I have? Like, right. like weeks before, like, a, like a couple weeks, like, literally two weeks before he was done doing it. Because I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I don't know what tricks I need. I'm used to kind of, like, I'm used to, like, you know, making a section. Like, what do, what I, what do I need now? This project was just off the top of the hat. Whatever I did that Saturday, I wasn't yeah. looking at, do I have too many Mizus? Do I have any too many topsoles? Do I have too many of this? Do I have too many of that? It was just literally like, and then I hit up Jeremy. I was like, because of that reason. And I knew he was going to be making it and coming out. I, he, I had enough clips for a little thing. And, he, and I was like, let me see what I have so I can work on it. Maybe by the time I even got that, I only had one more session. 
And then that was when I did literally like so many tricks. Like I'm wearing the Grand Funk shirt and I did the jump into the roll thing, the topsail jump, topsail down the bank. Um, that was the same day I did the Ali uh, mono roll to 270 soul to Ali peel roll. That was the same that, day that, that I did. That trick was like, wild. Yeah. That was my last day of filming. So if you look at that section, there's a lot of shit. I think that's also when I did the back rail to hurricane topsail, the up the rail, the up back rail, yeah. topsail, the flat of the top i think like that i think that might have been the same day too that was like there was just one day that i remember just being like fuck i gotta do shit so uh it yeah had, that it was, had that vibe it had the vibe of like it wasn't like oh everyone's working their ass off to get a part out here it had the vibe of we're all meeting up whatever we get we get but in a good way like it was it, it was enjoyable to watch Thank you. I, I was scared because I didn't know how it was going to end up. And then they put me in the first section and I went, dude, I got my hands got clammy at the, at the premiere because it was like the first video premiere of the weekend of Blade Cup. And the first thing I saw when I sat down in the Stussy shop was fucking or not. Stu yeah. What, yeah. It was a Stussy shop. That that's where it was. The, yeah. Um, so Am I saying that right? Is that the fashion brand Stussy? Stussy, I think that's how you pronounce it. And I don't know. Like British people okay, call it, British people call uh, Nike know, maybe, Nike. Maybe so we, we don't know anything. Maybe, I don't know. Stussy, and I might get made fun of after this. But um, so we were in that store or something, and and the premiere happened, and, and it was the first things first was me like doing a cab driver set slide thing, which I thought was kind of goofy in the first place. I was fucking around, uh, and I was like, oh shit, damn. And I remember telling Jerem not to use that clip, but he was like, nah, fuck it. We're using it. And I was like, I'm okay. Just, it was the first thing I saw. So I got a little clammy. I was like, oh, this isn't the trick that rollerbladers think is cool. And like, uh, yeah, surprise. And then, then, then it just kind of, they picked Doom Metal, which I was stoked. They picked Mono Lord uh, for the band. And uh, it, I thought it was really fun. I was, I was, it was like a treat for me too, because usually I know every millisecond of every, section that i'm making kind of you know if if i'm great if i'm lucky enough to work with the filmer like that uh but yeah this was just it was kind of fun i thought it was pretty fun and the whole video was so fucking cool i'm like i'm i'm really stoked on sam's clips and i'm really stoked on like everybody jordan williams is one of my one of my favorites too that guy has style for freaking days yeah it's really good and, yeah yeah and like, uh, yeah, just always have a really good time skating with them. It's usually just a weekend thing, weekend fling. But yeah, the, uh, Slippery Slope, go watch that if you haven't watched it. It's a really good, really good video. And like, they more are just going to keep coming, dude. They're, they're still they're Saturday. A, they're, yeah, they're a very productive group. So I can I can imagine the next thing either coming out of um, LTC or Too Easy won't be too far away. They're filming already. Yep, that does not surprise me. So, what's the, what's the next thing everyone's going to see you in? What is it? Is it is it the Mesmer project or like what's? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love I love how this is like the first thing you're going to be tight lipped about. You're like, oh, I guess we'll just need to wait and see. All right. Yeah. I mean, I've been pretty active, you know, but I'm not going to stop. I think I just might. I might maybe step into the shadows and work on my craft a little bit and film something cool. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you who with, and I'm not going to tell you what for. Okay. I love my wheels though. I'll say that.
Right, so Greg Preston and Dead Wheels, understood. Fuck you! God damn it, you <laughs> son of a bitch! All right, that hasn't started yet. Fuck, damn, uh, I'm terrible. You're just Greg, I'm sorry. Nobody be mad at me. We haven't even started filming, but yeah. Fuck. I mean, if everyone hasn't figured out that I've tapped their phones by now, they're, just, they're never gonna, so it's fine. So yeah, I mean, maybe something like that. And uh, obviously Mesmer stuff. There's more Mesmer stuff in the works that are going to be coming out um, besides Dom's uh promo and hopefully get the crew together for winter clash and bust out something nice there you know that's what that's just the way to do it. it's just once we get all the guys together for like a nice event just go fuck up the streets and enjoy the event and you know try not to hurt ourselves on the high jump and <laughs> no no pun intended dom i love you and uh you know just enjoy both the event and the trying to make a little video project out of it um, I can't wait for the next video project like Rising, where it's just like for a fucking video, like for a like that we're doing, you know, no events around it. It's just yeah, this, you know. But no comment. We don't right. know yet. Right. Well, you know? I mean, you kind of did, you kind of did comment, but all right. Um, so that means people, so we can expect to see you at Winter Clash. That means I'll I'll run into you there then. That'll be our. Yeah, Winter Clash is going to be fun. Um, you're not going to Bitter Cold, though, right? I'm not because I, I um, annoyingly, I shared it. And then, do you know Aunt Medina, Texas filmmaker? What was that? What was his name? Do you know Anthony Medina? He's made like, he made like candy and. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched his films for ends, sure. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm sure I've met him, yeah. Well, he's been over to Scotland to stay before and we've kind of kept in touch and I shared the Better Cold thing. And he's like, if you get a ticket to Better Cold, he's like, I'll come out. And I was like, it's literally the week after Winter Clash. There's no way my partner is letting me disappear off dad duty for Winter Clash. And then like a week later, just get a flight to America. That's not happening. So it's going to be Winter Clash and Winter Clash only, I'm afraid. But I'm yeah. very envious of yeah. everyone going to it's Better Cold. After, it's a week after Bitter Cold, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a week after Winter Clash, huh? It's like they're a week apart. I can't remember which way it is. Yes, yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's one one of those ways. But, you know, I can rest assured that you're going to place top three at Better Cold, and then I'll you can tell I'm, me the story about I'm, it when I see you. No comment. No comment. Stop putting words in my mouth. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> it's always the same thing with, with competitions. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever day, if it feels. I don't think I'm going to be feeling like that, though. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, how about how about I do a I'll do a bet, right? Yeah, I guess. Do so. I do a you bet? Right. If That's you, what it's like. Right. If you if you place top three at Better Cold, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Oh. I think that's a I think that's a reasonable reasonable wager. No. Uh, I could use a hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a. There, you that's know a what? Deal. You know what? I'll, what it, if. I'll bet you if I compete, if I compete, am I allowed to do that? Like, but if I don't compete, then it doesn't. Okay. Then wait, wait what do I owe you if I don't you, you, get? Better? You don't owe me anything. I'm just saying if that's, that's an incentive, you, you place top three at Better Cold, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Right, right. Deal. deal. Right, YouTube, cool. YouTube shake on it. Everyone knows. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it felt real. All right, cool. Yeah. Deal. But yeah. So as far as that, that's, that's what's coming up and that's what's next. And there's, there's obviously going to be things coming out um, that are, you know, 
probably just going to be spontaneous too. spontaneous, weird shit. But yeah, pretty much covered all, almost all the topics. All right. Well, we have we've been at it for over two hours again, so I'll let you do the rest of your day and always good talking. Always. And uh, and I'll see you. I'll see you in February. Winter Clash. I'll see you in the Winter Clash. Yeah. Where I may or may not have to give you a hundred dollars, depending on how lazy you're feeling in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are a week apart, so I, I, we still, I still have to figure that out. But this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Speak soon. All right, cool. Speak soon. Bye. Later. Don't fuck with us. It's gonna get real bad.